Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski and... Tim McMahon reporting. Uh, in fact, I'll just read right from it. Uh, from after weeks of conversations with ownership and management, Utah Jazz coach Quinn Snyder's future remains unclear, and a possibility exists that he could decide to end his eight-year tenure with the franchise. Sources told ESPN. While talks are described as good faith at, uh, attempts at resolution that will keep Snyder discussions over or discussions with owner Ryan Smith and CEO of Basketball Operations Danny Ainge have yet to secure the coach's return for next season. So, kind of interesting here. We got a couple of details. This, you know, this is what we've been talking about for a month or so. It's it not is. like this is necessarily breaking news, but we did get some new info on Quinn Snyder's contract. He's got one more year, and then he has a. Uh, coaching options. He's got his well, player options, we call it, you know, if he was on the floor. He's got his own option for the 23 24 season. So he's definitely under contract next year. It's just whether or not he wants to come back and then pick up an option after that. And you and I have said quite a while, Jake, that we don't think the Jazz want to have somebody who's just kind of a lame duck. No, it's not. That's not an option. And then having your own kind of coaching option going into your final year kind of makes this year your lame duck year. Because if you decide to bolt, then you're the Jazz are in trouble. No, it's now. The the decision is is now. On both sides. On the franchise side and on, on certainly on Coach Snyder's side. So this is the interesting paragraph. Out of this whole uh, out of this whole article that came out, it's not a very long article. Conversations have largely been centered on philosophical issues and how the sides can work to, uh, together moving forward ah. with a franchise trying to make the next step to the Western Conference contention. Ah, there it is. What do you make of philosophical issues? Oh, control. That's all. Yeah, I mean, it does certainly seem like. If I'm interpreting that, the front office sees a style of play they want to see the Jazz Institute or certain elements that the, they want to see the Jazz use or try. And it could be as simple as like, hey, we want you to play the young guys, actually. We actually want to see what Jared Butler can do or, or issues like that. And Quinn saying, well, I'm the coach. Let me be the coach. Oh, man, it might be soap in the locker room. Who knows what, uh, like, well, I want to use Dove. <laughs> Uh, who knows what, where the rubber meets the road? Maybe it's young guys. Maybe it's whatever. But this is this is the the dance when you get new ownership, right? 
And Ryan wants to do it a little different. And Danny's going to want to do it Danny's different. going to want to do yeah. it a little different. I doubt Quinn does. He probably likes how it's done. Probably thinks it's pretty good because he's the one who's been doing it for eight years, which yep. makes a lot of sense, right? You know, I like bounce in the laundry, yeah. sir. You know, who knows what it is? Yeah, I, I, Danny's but, a tied guy. But this is, uh, hey, Danny, why don't you play golf a lot and make some moves to 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 uh, get me the players that I tell you to get me? Here's the thing. Again, we don't know what these philosophical issues are. The answer can't be let's do the same thing again. Let's try it again with the same defensive scheme, with the same offensive scheme. Let's run it back. Because while it's very successful in the regular season, and even last year the regular season success wasn't as as, as high as it was the year before, you can't go into the next playoffs if you're seriously trying to make a run and thinking that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell with this current style of play is going to get you anywhere. I just don't think it's going to get you where you think you're going. So whatever these philosophical issues could be, it can't be a fight over, hey, should we try the same format or formula again? Because it doesn't work. I don't think that that's the issue. I would guess the issue is who makes the decision on where to go. All right. Yeah, this isn't working. So what's the next thing? Who makes that decision? I would guess it's over that. And purely a guess here, Ben, because I saw some speculation online, but this is coming from the franchise. They're trying to put coaches' feet to the fire. Yeah, what do you think? Then that's the other question about this. Is well, why who, does this come out at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night? This is, hey, we had a conversation last night, or we're having a conversation today, and we're trying to make sure that this story is out there to create a word that we used a lot last week, leverage for one side or the other. Well, the longer this goes, the worse it is for the franchise, obviously. And who reported it? Right. It's not Mark Stein. No. Mark Stein didn't report it. Right. Adrian Wojnarowski reported it. Yep. And you know, Tim McMahon, I'm sure, had a hand in it too. But, I mean, this is this is the Jazz trying to up the pressure cooker on Quinn Snyder and say, hey, listen, you you got you to gotta pick because we can't sit around here. The draft's coming up. We've got, uh, we've got uh, Kristen Peak coming up next. Yeah. Giving a preview on the draft. Right. Draft's right around the corner. And, and you know what? We're trying to figure out if we're going to trade Rudy Gobert or if we're going to trade Donovan Mitchell or if we're going to blow it up or where we're going to yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Or Mike Conley or so whatever. Yeah. We, are, you, are you on the train or off? Yeah. And and beyond this year, because we can't build a team for you for this year that's going to fit your style yeah. of play and have you opt out of your deal for Greg Popovich's job next summer. And then we have a team built for Quinn Snyder trying to be coached by whoever. Right. That's that's a major issue. Right. That's an issue the Jazz do need to make sure that they have addressed. And I I understand why that would be really difficult if you're a Jazz, and if maybe, you're running the Jazz. And maybe this is about the dough. It seems like that would be bizarre to me. It's, uh, maybe. It I, seems I don't know. like it would be about control. I would agree with you, but it could be about I mean, give less control if you're going to compensate me more. You want me just to, to coach and keep my opinions to myself? Yeah, well, right. You know. A couple mil. Yeah. Helps. It'd be helpful if I had a East Wing at uh, my house where I could, uh, you know, keep my mouth shut a little bit easier. But again, this isn't the Jazz three years ago where you thought, okay, just traded for Mike Conley, just traded for Boyan. You know, Donovan's on the verge of becoming a star. No. Rudy's a star. You're at a different point in the franchise's trajectory. Everything's different. Ever ownership's different. Management's different. Everything's different. 
So that's the conversation from Woj and Tim McMahon last night. That's their article that they came out. We'll have it up at kslsports.com as well. The other story that came out, we already have this up at KSL Sports, is Jake Fisher, again, from Bleacher Report, who uh, has kind of nose to the grindstone. He's, had his, you he's know, been reporting, on, he's been reporting on the Jazz a lot. He wrote this uh, yesterday. The Jazz are weighing trade possibilities with three-time Defensive Player of the Year Rudy Gobert, who NBA sources have pegged as one of Toronto's targets to satisfy its yep. appetite for a starting rim protector. While there's much debate both around the league and among Utah staffers about whether moving Gobert, the Jazz' true defensive linchpin, is the most effective avenue to improving Utah's issues guarding on the perimeter, OG Ananobi would clearly pose a tremendous uh, addition for any team lacking on the wing. And again, we're talking about philosophical issues with the Jazz. Do you play defense on the perimeter? Do you play defense at the paint? Because one of the things Quinn really seems to believe is having a seven-footer on the floor is the, key, is the way to go. Those could or be was, philosophical Or issues. was he dealt a seven-footer? Sure. I mean, and that's but, the best way to play with those cards. And we did chat about this uh, a little bit uh, yesterday. And I got back to the point that you and I made. If you Okay, so the, the trade in there that they were talking about, and they talked about Mitchell and the Knicks too a little bit, uh, Jake did. But Ananobi and the other one he mentioned in there, and I don't have it in front of me now. Uh, it, who was it? It. Uh, bear with me, Ben. But it was their uh, young uh, young guard. That's right, Gary there. Trent. Gary Trent. Thank yeah. you. Is Gary Trent to make the math work? Right. And even Jake mentioned like, oof, Toronto probably wouldn't want to give up that much. But let's pretend that they did for a second. Yeah. Are the Jazz better next year with OG Ananobi and Gary Trent instead of Rudy Gobert? Right. Rudy Gobert's a dollar. You're getting. Two fifty cent pieces. Yeah, they're not better. Maybe maybe they're better on the perimeter defense, but that's not that's not all. The, right. That Rudy brings a ton of value. Right. So if you add, and then you're talking about yes, the the contingency plans, the moves down the list, and then again, this is why it is so important to figure out what you're doing at your head coaching position before you yes. make any of these moves. Because correct. Okay, you're probably not better with Rudy without Rudy Gobert, but with OG Ananobi and Gary Trent. But maybe if you have Gary Trent and OG Ananobi and then you trade Jordan Clarkson or, you know, this situation, it's a forward. So you're trading Royce O'Neal plus another piece. Right. And you get a center who replaces Rudy Gobert. And if they're serviceable, then maybe you're working with something. Then maybe you're a little more versatile. Then maybe you have a little bit of a different attack. And you're not perfect, but maybe you just are a little bit more difficult to slow than you are with this current team, which lacks a second gear to use a uh, to use Dwayne Wade's verbiage. He said, you know, the Jazz just don't have that that other style of play to go to late in games. That's why they blew big leads so regularly. So those are the types of things you're talking about. And that's where I start to think of that's that screams to me philosophical issues. That that's what that means more to me is yeah, how do we want to play versus how we are currently playing if I'm Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck and talking to uh talking to Quinn Snyder. Well I I would guess that Danny wants to build a different roster. If if we really want to read into philosophical changes. Yeah. I would guess that he wants to build a different ro- roster. I would also guess that Quinn Snyder probably isn't entirely opposed to that based on what I saw and interpreted as his attitude this year. Maybe that's not fair to coach. If no, so, I, I, I apologize. But it, that's it, not to say he's throwing Rudy under the bus or anything. No, no, no. But uh, it seemed to me a guy who was tired of dealing with it. Whatever it is, he was tired of it. Yeah. I've never, I've never heard coach in the eight years, I've, his entire year here, I've, or his career here, I've, I've uh, 
listen to pert near everything you said. And I've never heard anything like that Phoenix press conference. Not to keep coming back to that. Sure. But I've, I've never heard anything remotely like that. And if you want to let him off the hook a little bit, too, you can say pandemic. You can say the pressures have come through all that. We forget that the Jazz were the center of the COVID-19 universe. Right, right. They shut the, the Utah Jazz shut down. The world. The world. <laughs> and Quinn Snyder was right there. You know, you, if you, uh, you know, talk about kind of behind the scenes stuff, he was the one who was the, the leader during a very unique and trying situation. I mean, that, that's tough stuff. And maybe he's just he's tired of it. He's tired of the the athletic reports about unsalvageable. Who knows what it is? So the hang up maybe is where does he go next? Or if you are if he is going to stick around, he better get get what he wants. I don't know. But you know philosophical differences. I wouldn't guess Quinn Snyder is opposed to changing some stuff because he's not blind. So let me ask you this: because we've talked about this with players, how many players in the league would you ask? their opinion on roster building zero so how many coaches would you ask different i i, right, I okay, think it's a different conversation philosophically i actually agree with you zero but that's not reality i mean look at look at how jerry sloan ran things for years around here and did pretty well where yeah it was scott Layden and it was kevin o'connor who were the gms but you know jerry was the voice right but jerry's opinion carried a lot of weight but you get, it did. there's a little bit of once bitten, twice shy in the NBA, just like everywhere in life. So the rumor was last offseason, the Jazz had a trade offer for Joe Ingles last summer. And Quinn Snyder put the kibosh on it. Said, no, I want to have Joe back. I don't want whatever this trade is. And I don't know if it was the Warriors trade that yeah. was rumored that was like a lottery pick, Moses Moody, and ended up being Eric Paschal for Joe Ingles. Or whatever, you know, whatever the salaries were. And the Jazz said, okay, Quinn wants... Joe back. We're going to bring Joe back. And then you end up getting pennies on the dollar for him at the trade deadline because he was hurt. Well, okay. It's not Quinn Snyder's fault that he got hurt. But if you're a front office member and you thought, hey, I think I would like to get those younger players. Give us a little more, you know, flexibility financially throughout the year to maybe make another trade at the deadline to get better. Well, you didn't have that opportunity because you held on to Joe and you held on to Joe because that's what the coach said. Next summer, you could listen to the coach. Maybe not. So if those rumors are true, you understand why, hey, you're starting to have philosophical issues of, hey, Quinn wants to have input on what we get back for Rudy Gobert? Mm, he was, wasn't right last year. You know, I, I, that happens. And then you've got Danny Ainge now in the front office. You just, you, you're probably a little bit more empowered now that you're Ryan Smith because you've been doing it for longer. You just get better at the job as an owner. You start to believe in yourself a little bit more. I'm sure a lot of issues like that are at play in this conversation, why it's difficult. Well... There's a reason that usually when a new executive is hired, they hire their own coach. Yep. What percentage of inherited coaches do you think keep their jobs? We mentioned Jerry. Yep. He kept his. Kyle Whittingham? Very few, though. Very few. Almost none. It's got to be less than 20%. I would guess. Yeah. So, and then you know what? Who knows what else the Jazz have at play? You know, maybe the Jazz are willing to play hardball because they like their contingency plan. Maybe the Jazz are okay playing hardball with Quinn and saying, hey, you signed a contract, this is your offer. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Yeah. We've got another guy. But either way, they want him to, to decide. That much is obvious. Yeah, they, they need that's, to know. We're, that's again, the meaning of, of that report. Everybody going, what does this really mean? Is this really new information? Well, yeah, it is. It's, it's the Jazz turning up the heat. Like saying, you said, like, yeah, you're three weeks out from the draft. It's time to get the ball rolling. It's now. 
two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.